Welcome to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I am your host for today. Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership. We talk these things for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast that has two purposes. Purpose number one, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Purpose number two, Jason, to spotlight you, your business, or your service your service or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have a very special guest, Jason Quay. Jason Quay is the founder of the product marketing agency GrowthRent and author of Scaling Startups. GrowthRent will help you increase your sales velocity and find product market fit. Jason, welcome to the show. I'm glad that you are here. Thank you for having me, Jerome. Absolutely. So Jason, in your own words, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today with uh, Growth Ramp and helping people scale startups. Yeah, well, um, give you a little bit about my background. I initially uh, got into the world of entrepreneurship almost by accident. I had originally started uh, an eBay business during college and was kind of doing this as a side hustle, selling, buying and selling different footwear. And uh, one of the things that I had realized after I had got some different traction and success with that was that um, it was challenging because a lot of the products that I was selling, sometimes I wasn't selling, sometimes I wasn't always getting them listed. A lot of challenges that a lot of e-commerce folks end up finding and experiencing. And I had the idea, I was like, well, what if I had just simply sold the product and then shipped it from the places that I was buying it from, not realizing that like drop shipping is this whole business model. And so from there, I ended up taking, I had uh, 50 cents to be able to list these different items. And that ended up the following year, ended up turning into a six figure business. So that was my initial foray into world of uh, digital entrepreneurship. And then started doing some work for different uh, software tech companies. Uh, some of the ones, uh, include uh, past clients include Lead Jeans, uh, Big Commerce, Yapo, Import.io, which, you know, if you're in the tech world, you might have heard of them. Some of these other companies might not have. And that's totally fine. Uh, the biggest thing here is that uh, what I've started to realize is I provide the most value this area called product marketing, where you're understanding how to differentiate your product, how to be able to increase the lifetime value of your customer through a data driven pricing strategy. And how do you actually be able to get these customers through your go-to-market strategy execution? Thank, thank you for sharing that. So could you go a little bit deeper when you say product marketing? Like, what does that mean? What's the product? And then, like, you know, like, what does it mean to market that product and some of the other stuff that you were saying? So our product can stand out compared to, like, other people's products. Yeah, great question. So the fundamental piece, when you're looking at trying to look at any type of investment. So, you know, somebody is listening to this, you know, they're considering real estate, whether they're um, buying for themselves to do it as investment, whatever it may be. And there's a lot of people that you're going to be competing against. And so one of the things that I want to help people to be able to understand, be able to do is how do you differentiate yourself from all your different competitors, especially these guys who've got bigger budgets, they've got a smart team to be able to go to market a lot faster than you do and so how do you be able to get that initial traction how do you be able to compete against these uh bigger better funded competitors and then and some of that can be even just on the pricing side um how do you price yourself so if you're a um real estate 
investor, maybe that might be the pricing of the rent that you're going to be charging. Um, it could be if you're selling the real estate, you could be thinking about, uh, are you going to be selling on a commission? What's that commission amount? Uh, different things kind of along those lines. So that's on the pricing side. And then the go-to-market strategy is just then trying to figure out, okay, well, how are we going to get those different customers? And so all those pieces can really come together so that as you're trying to scale things up, you have a successful business that you'd be able to do that as you've got, you've differentiated yourself from the competition. So you know and understand, here's my sweet spot. Here's my pricing to be able to make it where uh, you're solving, able to solve your customers' problems and be able to have a sustainable business and then go to market strategy. We've got now these customers, we got predictable growth. Let's go, let's scale this up. Okay. All right. So tell us about a common myth within your area of expertise and uh, what is your rebuttal or your explanation on that common myth? Yeah, great question. So, you know, in the tech startup world, um, it's very common where people like to do this um, fail fast, fail often. And just like with anything, there's a lot of truth to it. So like, I mean, um, Jerome as you are someone who likes to brand himself as, you know, Mr. Implementation. You and I both know the value of like getting something out there and then continuing to improve and iterate on it. The challenge is that if you're focused too much just on the failure aspect of the fail often piece, then you're not actually taking the time to really think through and understand, okay, what are the challenges that my customers have? Uh, what are the things that going on in their world that I can be able to solve their problems, understand what is it that they're willing to pay for? Because I mean, the thing is, is like, there's ways I've been able to get people to pay um, thousands of dollars from a Google doc. And that was my quote unquote MVP. I've been able to get for people who have had um, higher price ticket pro uh, products where, you know, they often need to go through a demo. I was again, using a Google doc to be able to help them land sales meetings with companies like Amazon, Old Navy, uh, US Gold Bureau. And so it's like, yeah, I'm a huge believer on the, uh, the minimum vial product. At the same time, uh, it's important to not focus just on the failure, but understand what it is that the customers are really looking for. And to be able to take the time to really listen to the problems and if, possible to even get pre-sales. And I'd say that would be maybe another piece that's less common is like, I recommend people trying to get some pre-sales to be able to see, okay, how does the market respond to what it is I'm doing before you go and spend thousands of dollars on a product or service that nobody actually wants. Okay. Um, hearing that, like there's a lot within there, right? And like most people, like they, basically I want to ask you like, in your opinion, like what's the most important like mindset, the most important mentality to have, like doing it, doing what it is that you do and being in that industry, trying to start a product, like what's the most important mindset that people should have? Yeah, I would say the most important mindset is be extremely curious about the problem of the customer. Because at the end of the day, business is about the problem somebody have and being able to solve that. And the reason why that's really valuable and important is that, you know, at the moment as we're recording this, uh, artificial intelligence is huge, blown up. It's something that 
everybody's thinking about, right? And, you know, perhaps the people who are listening to this are also thinking about, well, maybe should I be considering maybe how artificial intelligence should be used in my business? And while that is valuable, that is a solution to some problem that somebody has. And the reason why that's important to really think about is that you can use artificial intelligence in many different ways and many different avenues. For example, you can use artificial intelligence to be recording this podcast and, and to transcribe it. You can use artificial intelligence to list, uh, to have music curated for you. You can have artificial intelligence in a video game to create a non-player character. You can use artificial intelligence with real estate and have it be able to recommend different houses for you to look at and invest in, you know, on and on. There's a lot of different things. The solution is valuable, but those are going to be often based around different trends that are going to come and go. People, if you understand the, the core problem, people are going to have that problem for years and years on end. And that's where I feel that there's a lot of value. If you can be insanely curious about somebody's problems, you ask the right questions to someone, they'll give you the insights of how to be able to uh, understand your positioning, pricing, and your go-to-market strategy, give you almost everything that you need for your business plan. You then as the entrepreneur say, okay, well then what is it that I'm going to focus on being able to help solve these different problems? Thanks. Uh, when, when I was reading your bio, I noticed growth rent. There must be some strategic reasoning for the name of that. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Well, I have to admit that there was a certain element at the beginning when I had it that it was more serendipity uh, that I guess you could say that God knew what he was doing before I even understood that. So uh, the focus with growth ramp is that um, I wanted to be focusing on Kind of the early stage growth and so that's kind of that picture uh you get mentally with a ramp it's also growth obviously you're, you're growing and so and that was kind of a lot of the different pieces of like what is involved with a good name it's like really thinking about is what is the outcome that you want the customer to experience and being able to help them to remember that so um yeah with growth ramp that's kind of some of the basic pieces of that and understanding what goes behind like a good brand name is just what is it that you can help somebody to what is it that you want somebody to know about you and how can you help them to remember that thank you thank you for sharing that um all right next question i have for you is um tell us about one of your tell us about one of your favorite like clients or your favorite success stories? Yeah. So um, there's a, a lot of different clients that I've uh, worked with over the years. One of the ones that um, has always intrigued me is my client who they're coming to us. They had uh, a couple of different clients already. They were working with um, Meetup, Western Digital, and as we were starting to get some different insights about this particular customer, I created a um, updated homepage for them and started doing some initial tests. And keep in mind with these enterprise level products, these guys were paying uh, between $2,500 to $5,000 a month for this. For them, uh, with the enterprise, it was a drop in the bucket for them. And 
one of the things that I was initially frustrated with was when I started to do some price tests and I was testing the messaging, I had people who were like these given customers and they said, yeah, you know, if your product were able to do what it's doing, um, love what it's doing, we pay $75 a month. And if this was something that were a bit more expensive, it'd be probably around $300 a month. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Why is it that if these other clients are willing to pay $2,500, $5,000 a month to them, it's like a drop in the bucket. And these same people are like saying, I'd only be willing to spend $7,500, $300 a month. I mean, it's like something's not quite right. And so as I started going back into the data, started listening again to what the customers are saying, I realized that in the messaging, there was one feature that was being underemphasized in the headline. And it wasn't even the main headline. This is the second headline that was on the copy here. And the underemphasized uh, feature wasn't really getting mentioned at all. And so we changed that headline. And just by doing that, everything else on the landing page was the same. When we started to do this next test, we had somebody tell us, hey, if you guys are able to deliver on this, I'd say a bargain price for this would be around $500,000 a year. And I would say it's starting to get expensive, maybe around $750,000 a year. That's an insane jump, you know, from somebody who's saying like, hey, I'd only be willing to pay $75 to $300 a month for your particular product to $500,000 a year, which is about, you know, a little over $41,000 per month. That's a huge, more than a 10x difference. And it really helped me to start to solidify in my mind what we were doing for that client was not only powerful and meaningful, uh, it can explain why, you know, if you aren't getting sales qualified leads, that it may be something with your messaging related to your positioning strategy. Um, and it could be something that's related to your pricing strategy, because if you're, you know, pricing it at a higher price compared to what your customers expect, you know, there could be an issue with that. And as I started then uh, for my upcoming book, Scaling Startups, one of the things that help people to be able to start to see and understand is like, where can that be with their messaging? Where could be those snags, whether it's something that's related to the different features that they have, whether it could be based off of their positioning, if they have, uh, they're in a crowded market to understand how to be able to differentiate themselves, to be able to see themselves more as a, a premium product. Um, if they are aiming to be more of a premium product, how do you make sure that your pricing aligns with that? And, and really, again, just getting those three areas, the positioning, pricing, the go-to-market strategy, all well online to be able to help serve your customers. Thank you. Uh, you kind of hit on what I wanted to talk about next, which was, um, first, I want to hear from you, like, what is a startup, right? Because we have an idea, but different people define it in different ways. So that's one, like, tell us what a startup is. And then two, tell us about the book, Scaling Startups. And let me give you, I know you, you might be able to handle it. Number three, if you could do like a screen share, um, and show us like you have like a landing page talking about your book and some of the things that you that you do. If you could do that, that would be perfect. So uh, tell us what a startup is. Tell us uh, about the book and why you chose to write it. And then if you have the capacity, you can do a screen share and show us uh, your landing page. Yeah, absolutely. So let's uh, start off with the definition because I think that's great. Uh, so 
Paul Graham is the founder of a startup accelerator called Y Combinator. Uh, y Combinator is well known for having backed uh, a lot of different billion dollar startups, including um, Airbnb, um, Stripe, Instacart, DoorDash, Twitch, uh, Dropbox, a lot of huge companies out there. And what he said, uh, his definition of startup, I feel is probably the best one here is where he says, a startup is a company that is designed to grow fast. And what's intriguing about this is that these fast growing companies, um, when they're starting off, they're doing a lot of things that don't scale. They're doing a lot of things that you'd be like, why are they doing this in such a very simple way or very um, time consuming way? And the reason for this is that when you start to understand this and you get that system in place, you can then start to use different things such as technology, automation, whatever it may be, hiring the right people uh, to be able to help scale that out a lot faster. So that's kind of the initial thing uh, as far as like the definition. With my book, Scaling Startups, uh, the reason why I decided to write this book is that um, I wanted a comprehensive guide for somebody who is starting out to be able to understand how to be able to get the position pricing the go-to-market strategy. Uh, i am been deep in the world of uh, growth marketing or growth hacking as some have also might have heard it called and referred to. And the focus of that is often when somebody has already received product market fit to be able to do different growth experiments to be able to get the results that they were looking for. And what I realized is that there's a lot of companies though who are pre-product market fit who haven't quite figured out who are the customers that they're serving, the problems that they have, how do I properly price my product, how to figure out my positioning, right? how do I get these customers and do so at scale? And nobody was really providing that guidance to be able to help them be able to figure this out. So my book, Scaling Startups, allows people to be able to understand how to go from, hey, I've got this business idea to now I've got something that people actually want. And that can come in, in many different forms and functions. And so that book, uh, Scaling Startups, has all those different pieces together. Now, as far as like you, you want me to pull up something on my website, uh, I've got something here. Do you want me to share my screen? What, what would be yeah. the best way to do this? I think sharing your screen and walking us through it would be ideal for the audience. Sure. So let me pull something up here. And I, I also appreciate like your landing page and how quick you get it up. I think that would be valuable too. It's like unique. Yeah. So let me show a couple of different things, how things kind of look like going from a Google doc. Okay. To the uh, final landing page. Let me pull this up. Hold on. All Okay, and we are going to share the screen here. All right. Ooh, a little bit of a uh, matrix mode there. 
All right. So just kind of show you guys what things look like when um, I created this in, within a Google Doc. So uh, give you a little bit of context going into this. What I start off when I'm doing this is I'm talking to your customers. I'm finding out what are the problems that they have? How, does, uh, how have they tried to solve this in the past? Um, asking them about how, as they saw the problem in the past, what they did well, what didn't go well, and different elements like that. And a lot of these pieces then, I'm getting in these different interviews, I will start to hear what it is that they're saying and how they say it. And that forms a lot of the pieces that you'll see here throughout this landing page. So as you see here, um, I just took a lot of the information, started putting this into a landing page. This was like way too long. This is a lot of information, but the thing is like, this still converted uh, and got people to not only buy the initial book, but then also I have a um, backend offer of a couple different online courses. Slack Could you zoom in a little, a little more? Zoom in a little? Sure. Yeah, a little more. Yeah. That work well? Yes. So, you know, and so I guess kind of walk through some of the different pieces here. So what I had in mind as I was creating that is just um, here's the benefit. I thought initially the, the main focus would be related to turning the websites into a top performing sales rep. Turns out what people are really wanting more is being able to achieve product market fit. Um, so then, uh, and so you'll see this transformation here in a bit. Um, then, you know, how here's uh, the second headline is said, you'd be able to get this by dialing in your position pricing, go to market strategies for high growth products. Uh, called out, here are the people who I was targeting. Here's a bit about myself, uh, more intro. Here's some of the things that what the book will do, um, certain things of what I've accomplished, uh, call to action. Here's a testimonial from one of the clients. So we did a price increase campaign here and helped him uh, made his investment back in two months by doing this price increase because we found out he was on pricing his product. So even this guy who had the startup that was bought by Google, um, he didn't even have his pricing right. So, I mean, it can happen to a lot of uh, people. It's um, yeah, very common with a lot of startups I've seen. So talked about here's who the book is for. Um, started to say, here's the benefits of what you're getting. Here's the chapters. Here's what the, each of these chapters are talking about. Um, going all through each of these different elements. Uh, another call to action, another testimonial. Here are the different bonuses that you're receiving. You're getting uh, customer interview questions. You're getting um, ability to be able to do a price sensitivity analysis, uh, maximizing the value or revenue through a price strategy, um, being able to do a competitor positioning matrix so you may understand how you can have a competitor edge over your competitors, um, a comparison keywords grid to be able to help with PPC and SEO, uh, we had uh, the, the, I have a checklist that I use to be able to help really dial in the messaging, be able to understand how best to use that. And um, as well as a step-by-step -step spreadsheet, being able to help scale the ads. Um, so you can get all these different bonuses, yada, yada, yada. And so then kind of a final call to action close here. So this is the version 1.0 and Continuing to do iterations based off of what customers are saying, what I would do is I would 
um, have somebody read through the stuff and then just comment saying what it is they liked, what it is it that they didn't like, what is it that confused them. And this just gave me some different insights into the minds of these different individuals to understand, okay, what's resonating, what's not, even even looking at what they aren't commenting on because that kind of indicates maybe that's a something that's causing a little bit of friction in their mind too. So then at the moment, uh, here is what the current uh, sales page looks like right now. And so here you see the, you know, achieve product market fit with my book, Scaling Startups. Um, simple design here of what the book, uh, the ebook will look like. Um, and, you know, this might end up changing down the road as well. Um, here are the benefits, differentiate your offer, optimize your pricing, get predictable growth, uh, different customer testimonials of the results. So Ben Levitt, we're able to help um, double his annual recurring revenue in six months. Um, for Yapo, we were able to help create the seventh most SEO optimized posts. And uh, they're actually just recently were evaluated at a billion dollar company. So, you know, pretty huge that we're got the seventh most SEO optimized posts when they've got a ton of different articles. Um, and then uh, for Vikas, you're able to help get him 41 sales meetings with companies like Amazon, Old Navy, US Gold Bureau. Tells a bit about myself, a little bit about the uh, companies that I've worked at, uh, done some work for, um, where my startup advice has been featured in, um, provide all those different logos, who this is for. Um, so just kind of boom, 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 different sales uh, points here of like who I'm trying to reach, who are the people I'd find the most value from this book. Um, then breaking down the different chapters. Uh, so the first one's Art of Pre-Sales Mastery, uh, Positioning Strategy and being able to differentiate your offer and optimize your messaging, Go-to-Market Strategy, Acquiring Customers and Getting Predictable Growth, Pricing Strategy, Creating a Data-Driven Pricing Plan that Maximizes Revenue, Market Research, Gaining Actual Insights from Your Audience, Competitive Intelligence, Spying on Competitors for Fun and Profit, and then My Story, How I Turned 50 Cents into a Six-Figure Business Almost by Accident, uh, different resources and bonuses people are getting. So 60 day money back guarantee, um, some chat GPT prompts to help you as you uh, accelerate your journey towards product market fit, customer interview questions, seven figure messaging checklist, price sensitivity analysis spreadsheet, pricing strategy questionnaire, competitor positioning matrix, comparison keywords, get grid and complementary updates to the book. Um, some frequently asked questions that I was getting from people and then just a simple call to action of three different things. Um, a few more testimonials from different people here. And that's the end of the sales page. So again, it's all these different things. And what I was doing as I was creating this was just getting the feedback and insights from people as they were going through, um, whether it's just asking them about their past experience, um, asking them about the problems that they have, how they differentiate themselves. When they're looking at the copy here, just being able to just find what's resonating, what's not, what what do they like, what do they don't like. And then, you know, now we've got a initial start with this pre-sales landing page.
All right. Sorry. So what I was saying was uh, tell us how we can get a copy of the book. And um, I'm going to put a little bit of pressure on you. Tell us when we can get the physical copy of the book, because I want like a signed copy that I can put on my shelf back here. Yeah, great question. So um, if for those who would uh, be interested in wanting to get the copy, um, you can go to growthramp.io, growthramp.io forward slash remarketing. And uh, if you go there, uh, if you're listening to this right now, you'd be able to have the opportunity to be able to get uh, the pre-order. So that's there. And I'd be delivering you the different chapters, um, both as they are developing, as well as um, I'll be asking you different questions to be able to understand how I can be using the book to solve your specific challenges. Um, and then uh, as far as like the timeline of all the different items, what I'm looking at is about every two weeks I've been finishing a chapter, already finished about three, uh, seven books. So after that, um, game plan is to be putting it together, getting in as in a Kindle format, putting that up onto Amazon, um, getting get it into an audio book, get it there, there and then as well getting a, a physical copy and uh, sending it out to different people such as yourself, Jerome. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Uh, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you could close us out with one word, right? What would what word would that be? Yeah, great question. You know, I think for myself, uh, the biggest thing has been just trusting in God, trusting in the Lord when things can go well, things can be challenging. And, you know, it's like my hope is not in the circumstances of how things go on with my business. Because honestly, you and I probably seen a lot that, you know, it's, this is going to be like a roller coaster. It's like yes. I've had huge highs, huge lows. And it's like if my if I'm finding my hope in some of these different circumstances, it's going to be matching those huge highs and lows. But, you know, for me, believing and understanding that there is a God who loves me, that uh, has a, a purpose for my life and the direction that I'm going. Uh, helps me to be able to see and understand that, you know, through the chaos of all of this, all of these things, God is going to do. Um, it says in, in the book of Romans, Romans 8, 28, God causes all things to happen for good for those who love him and call according to his purposes. And um, as someone who um, has been called according to his purposes, who have been uh, saved from all the sins and the wrong things that I've done, um, God is good to just do so many good and beautiful things. And it may be a successful business for some of you here listening. Maybe that's not, I don't know, but I find my hope in God and there's nothing else that really matters for me apart from that. Thanks. So is it safe to say faith as the one word? Faith, trust, hope. Trust, yeah, hope. Go with any okay. of those. <laughs> All right. All right, Jason, this has been excellent. Thank you so much for your time. I'm going to close this out. All right. Thank you, Jerome. All right. Yeah, no problem.